When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The signature dropper applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz liquid plant food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxfurt.com Schultz. Hello, and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I'm Lindsay Thompson, Senior Editor for the North American Hardware and Paint Association, and I'm excited to continue our series on Young Retailer of the Year honorees. For 27 years, the association has been highlighting the next generation of aspiring independent home improvement and paint retailers and recognizing individual achievement in the industry by retailers 35 years of age or younger throughout the U.S., its territories, and Canada. In today's episode of the podcast, we're going to showcase two more retailers of the 11 honorees that were selected in 2023. I'm so excited to welcome Jessica Tallarico, owner of Old Lime Hardware in Old Lime, Connecticut. While her background was in the restaurant industry, Jessica didn't let a steep learning curve and a lack of home improvement knowledge deter her dreams of owning a hardware store. With a packed U-Haul truck and a degree in food service management, Jessica made the 980-mile trip from Sea Island, Georgia to Old Lime, Connecticut and purchased Old Lime Hardware in 2021. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. Um, what does it mean to you to be a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. It means the world to me. Coming from the hospitality industry and working in restaurants and hotels, um, this is honestly something that I I didn't see myself doing this. You know, if you would have asked me five years ago if I was going to be owning my own hardware store and running it successfully and learning all of these new new things and um, just learning all of this new product and everything that goes along with owning your own business, mm-hmm. um, I would have never thought that. So it's such an honor. Uh, to have this award and be named an honoree. Um, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Well, you, um, the fact that you've only been in the industry itself for such a short time and then have already achieved so much in that short time is so amazing. And it's, it's a well-deserved honor. Um, so, you know, in your short time in the industry, who or what has helped you achieved what you have so far? Honestly, I have to thank my dad. Um, he pushes me to be the best and he helps me learn new things, um, always is up for a challenge. So I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So I definitely have him to thank, um, my mom as well. She's such a big supporter. Um, and just myself too, taking that opportunity and taking that leap of faith and jumping right in, you have to jump in with both feet and take that chance for all of these opportunities to come and to learn new things. Uh, so you really have to be willing to do it um, on your own too. Yeah, I love, and I love your positive attitude. You're like, hey, I can do that. And you know, you seem to always just uh, <laughs> see the bright side of things and just really- You have to. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, you know, we have the pandemic- Thank goodness in our rear rear mirror. Um, but you know, there's still different challenges facing independent retailers. As you kind of look at the rest of 2023 and into 2024, what are some of the biggest challenges that you think 
independent retailers are facing, um, maybe as a whole or even just for your operation? So I would say that uh, independent retailers, just as a whole industry, you know, we're obviously struggling with the fact that we have these big box stores. So Mm -hmm. we're dealing with Home Depot, we're dealing with Lowe's, um, we're dealing with uh, Amazon as a whole. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of online shopping, people find it very convenient to buy items online and Mm -hmm. to have those delivered the next day or within a couple of days, Um, especially with people's really busy schedule. I will say, though, that although that might be a downside, us as independent retailers, uh, we have a lot going for us just in the fact Mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of people still want that personalized service. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think, what we're missing. So unfortunate for the pandemic that happened. But on the bright side, I think a lot of people also want to get out and want that connection with people again. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people that really like the fact that they're home and I can order things online and do that. Mm -hmm. But there's a big chunk of people that really miss that one-on-one and having those smaller stores to where your family, when you walk in, you're not just some number, some customer that's coming in that's buying something. We remember our people and that's why they keep coming back. Yeah. So along with that personal customer service piece that y'all can offer, what are some other opportunities that independent retailers have kind of going for the next 6, 12, 18 months? Some people would say that it might be a dying industry, but Mm -hmm. I think we're growing. Mm-hmm. I think that the fact that we are independent retailers, um, mm-hmm. I think that that's a growing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, just for that customer service. Um, but there is a lot of opportunity. You can uh, promote your business online. There's, you know, social media is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going for you. If you want to have e-commerce, you can have e-commerce. If you want to do um, delivery mm-hmm. or in these small towns or even the larger cities, um, mm-hmm you can do that. So there still is a lot going for us um, in the wave of independent retailers uh, Mm -hmm. versus those bigger box stores. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So since your uh, store opening uh, in our previous conversations, it feels like community has been a really key part um, of your operation. So tell me a little bit more about why it's important to you to be engaged with and supporting your local community. So with my hospitality background, obviously, that's, you know, why I went to school for it was just that aspect of customer service. Um, A little bit off topic, but I actually went for baking and pastry Mm -hmm. and then just fell in love with the front of house, the customer service, the interaction with guests. And Mm -hmm. so that was such a big thing for me. So um Going into this, the community is is everything. We're here for the community, and they're what keeps us going. They're what keeps you know not only our store but any small um, or larger retailer. We're here for the customers, and as long as they're coming in, we're able to stay in business. So it's a priority for us to be there for the community, support them in whatever way we can and make their life easier. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
So Jessica, you know, in your short time in the industry, what, uh, what excites you about our industry? What gets you up in the morning and gets you motivated to get to work? I think that this industry is just ever-changing. There's mm-hmm. so much to learn, um, which honestly, that's what gets me up in the morning is just the challenges on a day-to-day basis. We have a lot of customers that will bring items in. They'll bring almost their problems in with them and say, hey, um, you know, I got this baby crib in the mail and I can't put it together because they didn't send all the parts. Mm -hmm. Um, We've literally had that happen and built a baby crib in the store. Um, You know, people are having issues with uh, their window screens or anything like that. So uh, it's those day to day challenges because you walk in that door, but you never know what to expect um, and what customers are going to bring in or what they're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. For me, I've actually learned a lot of this industry from our customers because they would come in and ask questions. And unfortunately, I wouldn't know the answer right mm-hmm. away. So I would also have to you know, teach myself and we would learn together. But mm-hmm. I was always willing to do that. So it is just always learning new items um, or new ideas, different ways to do things. Um, Some people, they come in and they're trying to, for lack of better word, like jerry-rig something. And (laughs) they're wondering, how can I piece something together to make this work? So it's dealing with those puzzles and those day-to-day challenges. That is just so much fun. Next up is Zane Watkins, general manager and co-owner of Village Hardware in Hatch, New Mexico. Zane's comprehensive restoration of the family business and its culture has delivered outstanding results. Since his family bought back the store, Zane has increased sales by 72% at Village Hardware. The growth has been both fast and steady. Each month in 2021, sales were up over the previous year, an impressive feat coming off the boost of pandemic field purchases in 2020. Zane raised his margins by 3.2% while increasing the average ticket by 31% and customer count by 28%. All right. So Zane, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, What does it mean to you to be named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? Oh my gosh. It's it's incredible. I I can't put into words the way it feels, but um, to be involved in this business since I was young and to watch, uh, to watch my dad go through his seasons and, uh, kind of raise me in the business and to see, you know, uh, one of his partners at the time that had won it and one of his other managers, it was, it was a goal of mine, um, just to kind of, kind of do it for him and to do it for myself. And just, I kind of felt like it was one of those, uh, stepping stone kind of things, you know, rite of passage. I, I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, but it was just like, if I could get there and get that, it was just one more piece of the puzzle to kind of get me to more where he's been and what he's done. And it's, it's spectacular. It's, uh, it's fun to have seen so many people that have come through these doors that worked with do it best. And, uh, we've talked about it and you get the, the magazines and you see, you know, everybody on the front page and you're like, man, I, I want to take a shot at that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that'd be awesome. And, uh, I just, 
I think it's um, it's quite an honor, and it's uh, it's just one of those things that makes you look back on what you do in the business, and you look at this and you say, it's an accomplishment I never thought I'd get, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just it. You know, I need more coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. It's, yeah. it's it's quite incredible. It really is. Yeah, and you know, I've been I've been with NHPA. I'm on my second year. And so this is my second round working with the Young Retail of the Year program. And I'm just blown away every single year. I mean, y'all are just, y'all are just awesome. It's so cool to get to, you know, get to know you guys more and every single one is well-deserved. It's, it's very cool how full our industry is of amazing, of amazing people. Very awesome. I would, I would, uh, I just totally agree with you. It's, <laughs> It's it's a culture that you don't you, you can't replicate it. Um, it's I worked in the grocery business for a while. And I'm not knocking anybody in the grocery business to mm -hmm. whoever might be listening to this that worked out there, but <laughs> it's 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 just numbers and metrics and this and that and mm -hmm. performance and, and, and reviews. It never stops, but they lack personality. Sure. And I, I know it sounds bad to say that, but I I worked there for about five or six years and everybody in those uh, vendors or, or reps or whoever they might be they just didn't have that same uh light up your world kind of attitude and uh the, the sense of community that people in hardware do sure. i mean we've got uh so many people that have worked in this industry that are either retired now or just coming in or maybe we've known them for five or six years but I tell you what, when they come visit us, they'll come and sit at our table at the house and eat dinner with us and you get to know them on a personal level. There's there's a sense of community and involvement within this industry that you just don't see anywhere else. Yeah, that's that's absolutely yeah, absolutely true. It's it's pretty incredible. So you kind of mentioned your dad already. Um, kind of looking back over your career, who are who or what are some of those other people or things that have helped you get to where you are and help you achieve what you have so far? You know, I give credit uh, mainly. Uh, well, so big credit to my dad. Obviously, mm -hmm. he's uh, he's the guy that got me into this. He's worked with me countless countless years, days, hours, minutes, um, and he and he continues to. And he's always been encouraging, but you know what? There's nothing better than having family that you can just, you spend your days with and, and that's, you got each other's back. Um, he is one of the biggest people to get me into this. Uh, Manny Garcia was our, uh, our, our rep at the time would do it best whenever I got promoted to management. And he really devoted a lot of his time coming into the store, just walking with me and just showing me things that, I would have never thought about, and it's uh, it's amazing how you how you sometimes listen to people outside of the family. You know, haha, yeah, my dad could tell me something, and it goes in one ear out the other. But you know, Manny would walk up and say the same thing, and it's like all hands on deck. I'm sitting there paying paying attention. I'm like, yep. oh, okay, let's get this done. But yeah, um, and also, you know, there's there's beauty in uh, in trial and error. And there's been a lot of opportunities that we've had come across, um, you know, like we had that flood back in 2006 and just wrecked the store. And it was it was a, a trialsome period. And in, uh, in that season of our lives, we were trying to get 
the store back up and going and trying to support a community that was underwater. And it just, it was amazing to see the quality of the people in this community band together and help one another out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to kind of be just a, a, a great part in that and uh, helping people get, you know, everything back under control as far as, you know, all the damage and everything that was done in this community. Mm -hmm. So there's been, there's been great people and great moments in my life and some good and, and, you know, more good than bad, at least. Thank God for that. Yeah. But, you know, the bad times kind of helped bring me out of it. And, uh, and iron sharpens iron. You get forged in the fire a little bit. And sometimes uh, challenges, opportunities like that, they're not a bad thing. You just look for the good and everything and just keep moving forward. But um, I've just had a great support group. I've got a great team here at the store. Um, we're, we're lucky and blessed enough that uh, a couple of the people that my dad hired shoot back in the, the late nineties are still here. That's awesome. And I tell you what, it's amazing because the, the experience, the knowledge that they brought, even from their background prior to working here, mm -hmm. uh, they continue to use and teach me. And, um, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not one to what, what are the words I'm looking for? Let's see here. And, and I got to remember, right, pause for a second. Yeah. So those types of things for me, I'm 34 years old. I have a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm so green at this, even though I grew up in the hardware business and I have worked at this store since I was 15, 16 years old. And I was babysat in this store sure. whenever uh, my dad was, you know, working and, it's, it's amazing the amount of stuff that I still have no clue about mm -hmm. or just I got to remember to just humble myself and just accept uh, mistakes and just learn from them. And it's a daily occurrence. Yeah. But I um, I've got a few employees here that have been with me since I was a little kid. And God bless them. They take direction from me. And, you know, sometimes there's not a 34 standing there talking to them. They're probably imagining it's that little, you know, snot-nosed <laughs> brat that he uh, was getting babysat on, you know. Right, so right. It's, uh, it's, it's just nice to have a work family here that, that truly supports me and my, and, my, and my dad, my mom, and our family. Mm. Uh, they love the community. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for this group of people, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And uh, so I would, I would say, you know... <laughs> Chuck, first and foremost, my father, uh, some of the awesome people that either past or present uh, and do it best, um, wonderful vendors, and uh, just great experiences. I mean, it, whether they were good or bad, they were great in the end because they, they shaped you to who you really are. Yeah. So absolutely. I never, I never call them problems. I always call them opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the, that's the perfect segue into my next question, Zane. You feel like you're reading my mind today. I love it. Um, or the email that you sent me yeah. with all the number one, two, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly wandering around pacing in the office because I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good with interviews and stuff like that. Cause I'm terrible with words. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job so far. So, so Zane, so we thank goodness have, it feels like the pandemics and our rear, rear view mirror, um, you know, so we're kind of, you know, being able to move on from that, but as you're kind of looking forward to the rest of 2023 and into 2024, what are some of the biggest challenges facing independent retailers this year? 
And then on the flip side, we'll, we'll talk about what are some of the biggest opportunities. But let's start with those challenges. Challenges. My gosh. You know, it seems like even though we're getting out of all that stuff with, with you know, COVID supply chain issues, it, it really shaped the dynamic of, of our industry. I mean, monumentally. And it's, it's so crazy to have seen the shift in customers who generally it was funny they would walk in the store and go oh my god you sell hammers and i'm going yeah we're a hardware store they're like i didn't know you sold hammers i hardly ever come in here and i'm going well come on down you know right right. and uh like oh we bought my potting soil from a wire from the flowers but i just i didn't realize that you guys carried so much hardware i'm going well it's um you know, let me help you out. And so you, we got those people, uh, not people, the customers back in 2020 leading into 2021. And we saw all that growth. And my concern was leading out of that. Are they going to go back into previous shopping habits? Sure. Um, are we going to be hit with more uh, internet sales? And, and do we start shifting our focus to e-commerce? even though we're in a little tiny town and most people might still even have dial up out here. Right. Um, I, I wasn't really sure about it, but what I've noticed is as long as we keep that retention up, I think we're going to be able to gain those sales back and, and, and hold on to them. But I think for us here, that's one of the challenges is trying to retain those customers and keep them in a new habit mm-hmm. and keep building on that habit. And not falling back into, well, you know, gas is going down a little bit or pandemic's over. I'll go back to driving 30 miles to the big box stores. Um, You know, we did our part. We shop local. We support the community. Um, You know, they were open whenever a lot of people weren't and they took care of us. I, I really think that's one of those things that the ball's rolling and it's, it's something that if you don't keep it going, I, I just, I don't want to fall into any bad habits that we may have had back then or, or assumptions of, well, th- what we're making right now is, you know, we, let, let's, let's just try and target that 7% growth, that 8% growth. We can just hold in right there. We'll be okay. Cause that's what we've always known. And then you have this explosion and everybody said, you know, 2021 is not going to be the same. So don't get your hopes up. And, and, mm-hmm. and we grew. And then 2022, we grew. And, and this year, we're already on track and we're up every month. And it's like, I, I want to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another challenge for us, honestly, is just going to be the this industry, at least where I'm at. Um, it's hard to find younger people who want to work in this industry. Mm-hmm. And then if you find them that want to work in this industry, they don't really have the knowledge. They don't have the training. They don't have the experience. And it's, I, I'm starting to find as the older generation starts to either retire or um, kind of slow down a little bit, the the younger generation, and it's so strange that I'm 34 mm-hmm. and I'm calling them the younger generation. <laughs> right. You know, yep. I always laughed at the people like, man, you're making me feel old. I'm yep. like, oh, whatever. And now I'm sitting there going, man, I'm feeling old. Yep. Uh, I've, I've, we've hired some kids, summer help, uh, after school programs. Um, there's been some grants through Donyana County for uh, youth that needs help getting into jobs and training. And I tell you what, it's just such a strange landscape these days when they walk in and 
I mean, it's like you're starting from absolute scratch. They don't even know what PVC fittings are, let alone an elbow and an adapter and a male, this and that. It's like, it's, I think it's just going to only get um, more of an opportunity uh, or uh, more of a challenge to sure. try and try and train the next generation into this. And sure. uh, I, I feel like the learning zone, you know, we're getting on board with that and, and setting it up. And I think something like that is, is a game changer for, um, you know, management or owners in, in this industry, because without those types of uh, avenues that we can take and, and something with that amount of horsepower mm -hmm. to train up, you know, people that might not have an interest or maybe have it and just don't have the experience. It's, um, it's, it's going to be really nice to have, but it's, it's definitely going to be to me, a challenge and opportunity. I guess same thing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I, uh, I, I just think that we have uh, a lot of options coming down the pipeline with, with technology and, and uh, what's available as far as those types of programs go to kind of help jettison the next generation into knowing a little bit more about what they're selling. And um, another thing that I've noticed with, with some of the younger group of people that we're probably going to have a lot of opportunities with is uh, social interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, people are so disconnected anymore these days because they're so connected to their phone and social media. Sure. You have a, a real human being walk up to an 18 year old and go, Hey, I'm looking for this. And how are you doing today? And man, did you get a lot of rain down there? Mm -hmm. And those kids are just like, Oh God, <laughs> he's talking to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's been interesting to see uh, uh, the social dynamic with the younger generation and the older guys coming in here. And I think it's a good thing for them. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a really good thing for them. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we've got some kids that are coming in working with us and, and it's so fun to watch them when they first get here. They're shy. They don't know how to talk to people. Um, and then by the time they leave at the end of the summer, you know, they've gained some work experience. They know a little bit about trying to, you know, replace a sink or uh, how to garden or, you know, pour some concrete. And then it's, it's just neat to see how they walk out of there with uh, a little bit more um, – what's the word I'm trying to look for, uh, like confidence in sure. the way they handle themselves around people. And, and it's awesome. So there's a, there's a lot of hope in the future for people coming into this business, but it just, it's amazing to see the amount of people that my dad was able to hire mm -hmm. and, and train and work with and, and the group that he had and then transitioning into them slowly leaving out retiring or moving. And then you're replacing them with, with the younger generation. And it's, it's a little different. It's 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 interesting to see um, how hard it is to find the right people these days. Yeah, absolutely. But the right people are still there, though. Yeah, they're, they're still there for sure. So you kind of mentioned a few already. Um, technology being one, and you know, being able to to train up this next generation. What are some of the other biggest opportunities that you think um, independent retailers will see in the next six, twelve, eighteen months? I think it's going to be getting on board with. The rest of the world in the sense of you know going back to technology mm -hmm. like an e-commerce program sure. uh, take take us out here for instance in the middle of nowhere hatch new mexico it's not very common for people to want to get online and you know look up our uh, 
website, do some shopping, and then expect to come into the store and have it ready for them to pick up. Mm -hmm. That was something that if you asked me that five to 10 years ago, I would have laughed and been like, no, that's never going to happen. Our phones are just going to keep blowing up Mm -hmm. with people asking if we have X, Y, and Z in stock. And then we jumped on board with doing more of the, uh, just even the ship to store. And it's crazy the amount of people within a 40, 50 mile radius that are using us. Yeah. I had a lady that was a hundred miles away and bought a bunch of, uh, bench seats that she couldn't find anywhere else. And she found them through us, ordered everything the warehouse had and had it shipped to the store and drove that hundred miles just to get it. Oh wow. And just recently I had a guy buy a two and a half gallon jug of, uh, some type of organic herbicide. And he said, you know what? You guys are the only people that stock this available in your warehouse. I see it's there. I ordered it. I'm going to drive from Albuquerque. And that's two and a half hours away from us. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm going, okay, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it's, it's like, how are these people finding us? Sure. Well, obviously the internet. And so I think in the next, you know, six, eight months, 12 months, 18 months leading in, for guys like me that I'm not exactly an early adopter and I'm, I'm sitting here watching all these changes just little by little and I'm going, okay, I need to, I need to get better at how do I, how do I target those people? Because I would have never guessed that they would have been a target market for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're out there, but little podunk hatch, no way. I, that, that I'm like, no, nah, it's not, it's not anything we've ever done before. Right. So, for, for me, it's it's um, trying to figure out, you know, how do you compete with, and I know this has probably been something that guys have been saying for six, ten years, who knows how long, but competing with, with Amazon, mm-hmm. with uh, even just something as simple as like eBay, or, I mean, what, what makes them come to this store and get that little bit of a personal experience and handshake, and thank you so much for shopping with us, gives them that gratitude and and that that sense of appreciation from us where they're seeing us say man you did this transaction online but you still drove all the way down here just to pick it up from us Mm -hmm. and i get the opportunity to shake your hand tell you thank you and i'm hoping that you'll you'll call or walk in and do it old school but you know if you want to jump online and shop with us by all means so it's 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 training up um some of the more set in our ways kind of guys like I am mm-hmm. and uh, changing my mindset to, to kind of renew a little bit of that, um, that new, that new business model that everybody's going towards. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a big thing for sure. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I don't see myself doing anything else. I, I didn't work um, in this industry my entire life because at one point we didn't have it. And uh, I knew what it meant to, to want something that you've had mm-hmm. and that you go, man, I'm probably never going to get this back. Yeah. And then four or five years later, our ex-partner sells the business back to us. And it was like a second chance. And I don't think you really get third chances a lot of times. Cause even second chances are sometimes hard to come by. So I, I want to do everything I can to honor my father and, and a family business and our community, our employees, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that this is something that we have for a very long time mm-hmm. um, and that we can just continue to grow the business, take care of the people and, uh, and just do the best we absolutely can. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I make them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I might've screwed up a couple times already. 
um, for sure in this interview, but <laughs> um, I just, if we can learn from our mistakes and just keep pushing forward to just mm. do the best we absolutely can for people. And it really comes down to just taking care of the person who walks through those doors. And now it's taking care of the person who's on the other side of the screen using a mouse to click on a product and have it shipped to the store. But whatever we can do to make sure that that customer is just happy and feels like they've been respected and taken care of to the best of our abilities, mm-hmm. then that, that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I was reading through your press release. And I, as a former nine-year 4-H'er, I was super excited to see how involved you are with, nice. with local 4-H and um, FFA. Uh, so, and But even beyond that, community is so obviously so important to you and to your um, business. So tell me a little bit more. Why is being involved and engaged with your local community so important to you? You know, it's um, it, it's like that that same thing with 4-H and FFA, and you know, building a future for you know the the upcoming farmers or the upcoming um, uh, shakers and movers, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe maybe a kid goes out and shows a shows a lamb at the fairs, and then maybe doesn't get in agriculture or um, anything involved in that industry, but it just teaches such a sense of responsibility and work ethic mm-hmm. and just. Um, you know, it's, it's just promotes so much growth and it, and it's in the community. Um, you know, we got the sports teams that come through or the VFW does a car show and just, they're not even looking for a handout. They just want to know that we're going to be around to support them if they do need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did a fish fry the other day and the, the guys from the VFW came in, we bought plates for all the employees and, and, uh, went out there and checked it out and you know we're we're talking about getting them like a little popcorn machine for their uh their um their branch out here Uh and uh it's just it's a lot of fun especially with the youth Mm -hmm. in in my opinion that's that's i i love the idea of just watching you know someone walk in and they're just starting off and they're they're needing some help with uh getting say baseball shoes and a glove and then that eight-year-old comes back in and all, now all of a sudden they're playing on the softball team for Hatch mm. uh, High School. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're pitching softball at NMSU on a university level. It's just, it's really neat to see the progression. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun to be able to know that when people see you, they smile and they're just happy that you're around to support their, their kid. You know, it's, it's really neat to visit with the parents on what's going on and, uh, in their lives and their families' lives, it, it becomes so much more than just a donation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're not they're not really walking in just for a handout and saying, "Hey, give me twenty bucks. I need to go buy my kid a glove." Sure. I mean, they're 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 actually walking in happy. They're, the other day, I was mixing some paint for um, uh, a lady up in Garfield, and her family's always been big into the uh, the athletics and. She was telling me what's going on with this and that and her kids. And, you know, now two of them are in college and one's going for uh, some some type of, uh, of, a, of a degree in medicine and the other one's doing something else. And it's just it's just really neat to get to visit with them and see where everybody's at these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I had a soccer team come in and they were talking to me and they said, we're just we're looking for some donations and we'll take anything we can get. We're just having a hard time. Uh, getting enough money to, to buy jerseys mm-hmm. and I'm going, well, I can only give you so much. I said, but 
instead of me giving you 30, 40, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, how about I give you the parking lot on a Saturday and I'll give you all the garden hoses, buckets, um, car washing, detailing kits. I will donate everything if you guys will donate five or six hours of your time on a Saturday afternoon and you'll make some money. Yeah. And those kids are looking at me and they're like, really? <laughs> Trust me. I was like, oh. All you got to donate is your time. Yep. Like, the rest of it, I will give you. And you'd be surprised how much money you'll make. And they're like, all right. And it's kind of neat to watch like the entrepreneurial <laughs> sure. side of those soccer kids go, all right, let's do it. And yeah. I mean, the, the whole team showed up and they, I don't remember how much they made, but I know it was a whole lot more than just going door to door asking for donations. And it was just neat to see that they kind of walked away going, man, we, we put something together and, and worked for it. And yeah. we made we made something out of this. It's, it's neat. Um, we're involved in, uh, in the church here in, in town. Mm -hmm. uh, my uncle's the pastor. Okay. Uh, I, I play guitar and, uh, and also sing at church. And so does my wife. Um, and the, the people inside the, the church, the congregation, they're just, it's, it's such a, it's such a neat community to be a part of. And mm -hmm. everybody just takes care of each other. Uh, the love that pours out from everyone around here is just, it's it's hard to explain and i i just I, I just feel so blessed to live in this community and if i can do anything to help people in that community um it it just it's it's satisfying on a level of yeah i'm not grabbing a report going well how good do i feel today from last year because of uh, making this donation you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's, sure. it's not monetary it's just it's just knowing that you're, you're doing this for, for a bigger reason and just maybe to give somebody something to fix their sink. You yeah. know, you're, you're, you're taking care of people and there, there's a human aspect, um, to just helping other people that, you know, you can't put a price on it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well said. I can, I'm, I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right, Zane. So one last question for you. So what excites you most about our industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you motivated to get to work? Hmm. You know, the coffee's not bad here. Yeah. And Thursdays we have donuts. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you had me a donut. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Uh, you know, it's you never know what you're going to expect. So some days you can get up in the morning and come into work and everything runs so smoothly. And then other days you walk in, it's like somebody released the flying monkeys out of uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz yeah. and it's just terror everywhere. Yep. Um, but good days and bad days, they're still fun. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but at the end of the day, it's that one transaction where somebody comes in and they have had just a ruthless day mm -hmm. and you can just see that they're just getting their butts kicked yeah and we have what they need we're just happy people that just want to take care of them and we just we walk them in with open arms we're smiling we're joking and before the guy's leaving he is just like man you made my day mm -hmm. and it's that one little transaction that makes you keep coming back i play golf terribly i am the worst golfer in the world <laughs> More than likely, if I'm not, I'm right there towards the very bottom. Um, but it's that one great golf shot that makes you want to go back. Yep. And I can have a terrible day playing 18 holes, which doesn't even happen very often because you know we never have time. But sure. it's that one little shot where I'm like, I'll, I'll come back to this again. That, that was cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, every once in a while, 
can even have a bad day here. There's there's way more better days than there are, uh, you know, problematic days here in this business. But mm-hmm. even if you're having a really problematic day and the computers are down or the phones are going nuts or, you know, three people call in sick on the one week that that one other person took vacation and it's like you and three other people trying to run a whole store mm-hmm. and you get that one great transaction not monetarily, but just taking care of that person. They're just like, man, this is why I come here. Mm-hmm. It's that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to get up in the morning, and come to work is just knowing that you can make a difference for people. And I know it sounds cheesy, but in all honesty, it, it, it really is heartfelt when I say that it's, it's really cool to be able to be here for others. Yeah. I love it. That's my favorite part about being in, the, in this industry now is getting to meet People like you, and there are so many that have the attitude. I mean, that's just living life positively and making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's been days it's been the flip side. I've had bad days Mm -hmm. and I'm going, man, I'm just getting my butt kicked. And you get this one, you know, I'll just make an example. A little old lady that just walks up and you give her a hand with something. And it's something so simple. It took two minutes of my time. And she just turns around, looks at you and smiles and goes, God bless you. Thank you so much. You guys are so nice here. And you're going, ah, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. All right, great. <laughs> I needed that. It's not about what I could do for them. It's some, a lot of times it's what they do for us. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It's just, you know, you don't, you don't always get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Zane, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for sharing more, more of your story. I appreciate it. No, thank you for the phone call. It's 